I'm joined by David Kleininger of the Charleston Post and Courier, both of them right there in Charleston. David, how are you, man? Not bad, Parrish. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I, You know, we spoke around football in the fall. I'm always intrigued by the history of Charleston. So the, the Post and Courier, how long you guys been printing? Oh, man, uh, since the 1800s. And most of the time it's been at the same building, uh, which is right off Columbus Street there, uh, right before you get into the start of King Street and Market Street uh, in Charleston, which lead down to the waterfront. But uh, over the next couple of years, we will be moving out of that building. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's home, but it's also very small and very cramped and very old. So we're, we're actually looking at other properties right now, maybe more inland. Uh, but you know, it's a, it's a great paper. It's a great location and a great city. Well, just, you know, put up a wall and don't let the British get to you. Uh, a, lot of, <laughs> lot, lot of great history there, man. Um, when we spoke in football season, you were getting ready for a coaching transition story at South Carolina. And man, I, I just feel for you because there's the possibility you're going to be writing that story and the subsequent coaching search uh, that will follow with basketball. Tell us a little bit about uh, Frank Martin's status. I know that's been a topic uh, your way. Well, it's uh, kind of crazy, Parrish, that I could be doing two major coaching searches here, and both of them will come after a loss to Ole Miss. Um, you know, it's 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 weird. I mean, to me, if you ask me my opinion, uh, Frank Martin is the best coach for South Carolina, and South Carolina is the best place for him. But this season has not gone well. Um, South Carolina has been smacked with COVID, probably worse than any other team in the country. They had a stretch uh, from November to January where they were able to practice six times in seven weeks, and they didn't get to play but a couple of games. So you take that into account, and Frank has had COVID twice, and you can see the effect it's had on him. The first time he recovered well from COVID, but some kind of alopecia uh, caught up with him to where he started losing his hair and patches and his eyebrows. So he just went ahead and shaved his head. Um, and you can see that the second time around, it really sapped his energy. Um, to, to get around to your question about his job status, I mean, all I can tell you factually, he has two years left on his contract. He will not be getting a contract extension this year unless they, they bargain some other kind of thing. Um, and I've been told by the administration that COVID will definitely factor in to how they judge this season, but it will not be a blanket excuse. So you look at this team and say, you know, there are some some things that they do that are definitely COVID affected, but you also look at it and say this is an experienced veteran team. Why can't they shoot better? Why can't they shoot free throws? Why can't they play defense? Why are there four point guards on this roster and not one of them can handle the ball? And those are questions that, you know, you, you can't get to a good answer without saying that's under the head coach's, you know, jurisdiction. And at some point, the buck has to stop. Now, again, to me, knowing the history of South Carolina basketball and knowing that it is not a good program, that it is not a program that consistently makes the NCAA tournament, I don't see how you judge a guy because he doesn't consistently make the NCAA tournament. But that's where it is. The, the fans are, are chirping. Uh, the athletic director knows about it. And the administration's looking at it saying, well, you know, it's been a good nine years. He's done things here that have been no question better than anybody who came before him in the last 50 years. But at the end of the day, it is one NCAA tournament appearance in nine years. And that was a final four. Yet 
that was four years ago and there's been little progress since. So we actually just uh, got off the phone talking with Frank and somebody asked him that very question. And he said, listen, I know that the, there are things broken right now, but we fixed it once and we'll fix it again. He's not looking to leave. I can guarantee he's not going to retire. I can guarantee he's not going to quit, but there are other options that could happen. So this is a big week for South Carolina basketball and uh, it's going to be a busy week for me. Yeah, and you, you know, um, gosh, the NCAA tournament, man, it's just it's how everyone's judged uh, yeah. in, in uh, basketball and baseball as well. You mentioned uh, the South Carolina administration saying that COVID-19 would not be a blanket uh, excuse uh, for this program. Back when we all got started and we didn't know exactly what COVID football was going to look like back in the summer, I mean, all we knew was the virus and that uh, – and that the SEC and other conferences were going to try to get through football season, you know, you didn't know what a losing record might mean for a coach. You know, I just, I just wondered how many coaches would get a COVID pass, so so to speak. Um, how much did COVID factor in uh, when South Carolina made the decision to part ways with Will Muschamp in football? None. I mean, COVID was not an excuse because the football team was was untouched really by COVID. Yes, they had some issues like everybody else did, but uh, I think they were one of only maybe six or seven teams in the country, Parrish, that actually played their schedule as is with no interruptions and no rescheduling. Now, they got to the end of the year and they did accept a bowl bid, but right then COVID had kind of hit the team and they were like, yeah, we they can't go because one offensive coach – had gotten it or had at least been in contact tracing. So the rest of the offensive staff was going to be in contact tracing and they couldn't go down there without an offensive staff, you know? So the only time it really hit football was after the bowl game or after the bowl game announcement, which was well after Will Muschamp had been fired. That was just a case of fan apathy was bad. Um, at the time, the program had won six games in two years. And things were just going on a downhill spiral. And, and you know, no one thought that, that Will Muschamp was going to be the guy to pull them out of that. So that was, you know, something that, of course, it, it, it when I came into the season, I thought, well, it's COVID. Nobody's going to get fired. I mean, you know, everybody has to get that excuse. But as you look at how the team was playing, it, it kind of mimics basketball, like saying COVID or not, this team should be better than it is. And with Will Muschamp, it was a case of like, you're in year five now and you're putting this out on the field and that this is just not acceptable. So with basketball, it is a case of, again, I, I realize that, um, you know, you, you are judged on the NCAA tournament and that's what you should be judged on as a power five team. However, at the university of South Carolina, they have been to the tournament nine times in 81 years, nine times in 81 years. That is one in nine. Frank Martin has been yeah. one in nine. And it's not good enough. I mean, I, I look at myself as saying, you know, I just need to, I, I want to tell South Carolina fans, and I do tell them, they don't listen. It's not a good program. It isn't. But they think that it can be better than this. Maybe it can be, maybe it not. But whatever happens, Parrish, you and I could be talking again in five years about the same situation or maybe Frank Martin again and saying, well, you know, South Carolina doesn't consistently make the NCAA tournament. It's it's not like it's a, a new addition and you got to put it on Ripley's Believe It or Not. When I look at South Carolina right now, I see the experience uh, that you mentioned. Uh, I also wonder why they don't shoot better. I, I've seen them 
play well in some games and not so well in some others. And, and the Alabama game comes to mind, David, because I, I was just reading uh, Frank's comments after that game. Draw, you know, you, you're, you're in it at the end. If I recall the situation, you needed a three to tie. Uh, some Something, whatever transpired was not a three. Uh, they ended up taking a two and, and losing there in, in the final seconds. And, and I know that was a big talking point after the game about, you know, why that team responded like that in that situation. I mean, well, what do you see going on there with the just the, the mentality here? Well, I think there is a disconnect, and it was because Frank had to sit out, uh, you know, with COVID, and, and you just aren't able to have that practice time. I mean, that particular play, you obviously know you're down three. It, it would have been tough, you know, to, to go in and hit a, a three just to tie in that amount of time. And the play was drawn up for a three. Of course it was drawn up for a three. Frank used to teach math. He knew how many points he was down. And for some reason, the guys on the floor and both of the guys in question are, they've been in the program at least three years. They saw the open path there and said, go ahead and get the two. Why? (laughs) I mean, you've just lost the game. So Frank's not going to throw his kids under the bus. He would never do that. He stands up for every one of them, whether they screw up or not. So he took the blame like he should have as the head coach. But it wasn't his fault. You know he drew up the play for the three. I saw the play he drew up for the three. But they didn't listen. And maybe it's just a result of this year. Maybe it's a result of being frustrated and and not being able to do what you normally do. But it's just been a a bad, bad season. Um, You know, they – they came off of their third pause, which, you know, they all three came in a row and won a couple of games, and then they lost a couple. But then it was like, okay, they their first game in February, they go down to Florida and beat them. And Florida was ranked at the time. And you thought, all right, well, this is the time of the year where Frank gets a big win, and they 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 go in, in, in there, and, and maybe they can make a run at it. They've won once since. Once. And as, as they yeah. say around here at South Carolina basketball, thank God for Georgia. I don't know what it is, but they've beaten Georgia 10 times in a row. I have no idea how that's happened, but they've done it. And that's been the only win since. Frank Martin is uh, one of my favorite coaches to cover along the way, you know, to, to be around uh, when, when we cross paths. Just brutally honest, and what you see is what you get. It's been really hard, David, for me to wrap my mind around him uh, with the bald head. Uh, have you gotten used to that? I mean, it, it still throws me for a loop every time I see him walking out there, uh, you know, and, and talking with him. And But, you know, that's – as he said, he just didn't like the patched look, so he went ahead and cut it all off. And he said, hey, you know, if it starts growing back, I'll let it grow back. But, you know, that's that's just part of it. And as he said at the time, this is back in May, if this is the worst thing that happens to him because of COVID, he'll take it. And then, of course, he got COVID again and admitted that it just really tore him up. I mean, he had no energy, just put him on his back for a week. I mean, just could not do anything. And, you know, I think that when you're not able to be around your team, of course, you're not going to be able to chase them around like you normally would. So it's had an effect. I mean, there's no question about that. And you look at Frank's team and you always think of a Frank Martin team as playing great defense. Well, they haven't had the time in practice to get all the nuances and all the tweaks and systems of that defense in. And you can see it on the, on the court. That's the thing I look at and say, that's a COVID effect. As for the poor shooting, I'm like, I mean, yeah, there, there is an excuse here that says here at USC, this is a South Carolina thing. 
if you are tested positive for COVID as a student or you're contact traced, you are quarantined in your room. Now, the university rule, if you're caught outside of your quarantine area, you're suspended for the semester. No question, no appeal. You're suspended. So when it's a case of like, oh, well, the gym's closed down. Let's go find a hoop somewhere. You couldn't do that without at least risking that chance. Now, to me, okay, that holds some water. But to me, it's also these guys have been playing basketball a long time and they're not freshmen. Okay, you might have a rough spot when you get back in the gym. But after 100, 200, even 300 shots, your stroke should come back. And that just has not happened this year. Uh, what do you see as the path to success uh, for South Carolina against uh, Ole Miss? Because I'll tell you, I see, I see this team still playing defense in stretches. And, and I think they can take a good offensive team, which I would consider Ole Miss an average offensive team. And, and I think they can make you play ugly for a while. Now, I know Devontae Shuler just went off, went crazy, finally had the big game that he wanted uh, in Columbia. 31 points, career high there. Uh, when they played uh, a few weeks back. But uh, what are the matchups that favor South Carolina here? What's the path to success for these guys Thursday night? Well, the biggest path to success is if uh, the Ole Miss bus cranks up on the next couple of days and Devontae misses it. I mean, that's that's the way it is. I mean, I mean, you could say it's like, oh, you know, he's a Columbia kid. He grew up in Irmo. He played at Dutch Fork High, and that was his homecoming, and he went off. I'm like, yeah, well – that's not an uncommon, you know, thing around here. A whole lot of South Carolina kids that don't play for the University of South Carolina. Devontae's a little bit of a special case because, as he said, he had to get out of this state because of some of the crowd he was running with and his mom wanted him to go to Ole Miss. Completely understand. Not, you know, saying anything about his choice, but it was not surprising in the least that he came back and ripped South Carolina because – that's most what most of them do uh, when they don't sign to, to play here. They come back and, and really hurt the Gamecocks. But, you know, with matchups, Parrish, I could talk to you about, well, I think South Carolina's got the edge at small forward or shoot. Gun. If USC makes shots, they're a good team. But they got to make shots and they got to be consistent in making shots. They did that at Georgia. They did that against AM. They did that at Florida. But the fact is, Parrish, is that they're coming into this game and one point guard, Seventh Woods, is questionable to play with a head injury, or I'm, I'm sorry, a groin injury. Um, another guard, Jermaine Kusnard, who can also handle the ball, is questionable to play with a rib injury. So you count on Jermaine Kuznard to shoot, and he has been in a shooting slump all year. So, okay, maybe if you take him out, it's not, it's not that much of a loss, but there's nobody to fill in for him. A.J. Lawson's the only guy who can do it. Keyshawn Bryant's had a good, solid year. But they don't have any of the shooters or any of the scorers that can get them back in a game if they get behind. You saw it at Kentucky. And, you know, that just goes back to the defense thing. Who's Davion Mintz? Never heard of him. I'm listening to it on the radio because I was going up to cover the women in their tournament this weekend. And in the first five minutes, five minutes of the second half, that guy hit five threes. Five. I thought Davion Mintz hit five threes in five minutes. I guess he's going to be a first-round draft pick. Well, all-conference team just came out, Parrish. I didn't see his name anywhere on it. That's just – it's South Carolina, man. I mean, they they turn average players into superstars. Unfortunately, it's always for the other team. And, you know, 
I believe very, very deeply in the magic of March in basketball because I've seen it happen. And I've seen teams go on miracle runs. So there's always that chance. I don't think it's a very likely one, though. Not, not for South Carolina and not this year. 